friends, you are here for episode 39 of the Love Your People Well podcast. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome. I am so glad that you are here. But you know what? If this is your 39th time joining us, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. It really is such a privilege to know that I am right there in your earbuds, maybe even on a twice a week basis, bringing the encouragement and the tips and advice and ideas that the Lord has shown me over my years as a counselor. Not to mention my personal experience as a wife and a mom and a a woman in this day and time. And I know that you have so many things that you could be doing with this time. And so welcome, welcome, welcome to this community and to today's episode where we are going to be talking about how we love God well by taking our thoughts captive to Christ. And you have probably heard this terminology, this this phrase, if you've been around um, church for any length of time, we, he- we hear this language, right? Take every thought captive to Christ, make every thought obedient to Christ. And this is from the Bible. This comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where it specifically says at the end of uh, verse 5, we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, friends, because that is is hard to do. There's a lot of stuff in scripture that is confusing or difficult to understand or, you know, our flesh, our experience, our emotions push back against it. But in my experience as a counselor, this is one of the big ones. And frankly, in my own life, this is one of the big ones. Just this morning, I found myself Uh, you kind of have that moment of realizing like, wait a minute, my thoughts are just running away from me, not in a very helpful or healthy direction. And I'm thankful when I realize that because that's when I can pause and I can follow the steps that we're going to talk about in today's episode to try at least to take those thoughts and make them captive to Christ. But my friends, I really want us all to acknowledge and just, I don't, I don't want to say be okay with the fact, but uh, maybe normalize the fact that this is really hard. Our thought life is hugely important in our spiritual growth, in our intimacy with the Lord, and frankly, in our own mental health and in our relationships. We will, over the course of time, I'm sure, do a lot of episodes about our thought life, but we are starting today by looking at how we can live out this scripture more fully and in a healthy way so that our thought life is obedient to the Lord. And just a little backstory on this episode. Um, I actually recorded it several, several weeks ago. I mean, I would maybe even say a couple months ago. I don't know. I didn't write down exactly, but it's been like sitting there in my file of like, you need to do this episode, post this episode. And I've been putting it off. Um, because when I recorded it, I walked away like very quickly feeling like, oh my gosh, that was just so much. I don't want to overwhelm people. Maybe I should redo it. I should break it down. So I finally went back this week and actually listened to it myself. And, uh, and I was really excited about it. And so if you listen today and you listen to these four steps and you find yourself thinking, oh my gosh, that is, that's too much. It's overwhelming. 
okay, number one, you're not alone. I almost didn't, I almost just re-recorded it so that that wouldn't happen. It was making me feel that way after recording it. I didn't really feel that way after listening to it again, but you know, I had had a few weeks to kind of let it mingle in the back of my head and, and think about it. So if you feel overwhelmed, my friend, by today's conversation, know that you are not alone. This is a huge topic, and if you would like for me to do more episodes, maybe digging into one of the steps we talk about today or some specific aspect of this, hop into our Facebook group and let me know. Um, There's going to be a link in the show notes. Now, P.S., you should join the Facebook group anyway, because that is a really fun community that we actually just launched, and we are here to engage encourage and equip one another in our marriage and our motherhood and our mental health in living our life well and loving our people well, even when we're busy, even when we're stressed, even when we're just fed up with social media, you don't really have to, I mean, you do have to log into Facebook to get in the Facebook group, but you know what I like to do? Uh, Pro tip, I like to make a bookmark for the groups that I'm active in so that I don't have to go into Facebook and look at my whole news feed and see all this stuff. I can just go to my bookmarks, click on the group that I want to check in with, and that's exactly where I'll go. So we don't need things to get in the way of healthy and holy community. So there's my little plug. I hope that you will join us in the Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes. And specifically, if you walk away today thinking, okay, I would really like to dig into my thought life and strengthen my relationships by changing, tweaking, improving my thoughts about my my relationships, about my life, about the Lord, whatever it is, let me know. Join the Facebook group and drop a note saying, hey, could you do a topic about this? I have this question. I would love to know how this podcast can be most helpful for you. But today, we are looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, um, this section about how we fight the temptations of the world, um, the strongholds of the world, and specifically, how do we take our thoughts captive to Christ? We're going to go through a four-step process for this. I really hope it's encouraging to you, and I would love to know your thoughts, your feedback. Where do you struggle with this? Where have you seen victory in this? And where are maybe some pain points that we need to go a little bit deeper in future episodes? So friends, I'm so excited you're here, and I hope and pray that this conversation is exactly what you need today to go deeper with the Lord and to see the the strengthening, the intimacy in your relationship with him and in all your other relationships as you learn how to and practice taking your thoughts captive. All right, friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. I want to start today's episode with a story, an example of how our thoughts influence us. As women, we typically have a lot of thoughts about our body, our body image. We love our hair, but we hate our waistline. 
We tolerate our breasts and we try to hide our tummies. We show off our legs because they're our best feature. We all think about our appearance. And today we're, we're not talking about the pros and cons of that. Is that healthy? Is that good? We're just acknowledging the reality that we all think about our bodies. And some of those thoughts are not true. They're not healthy. And they're not obedient to Christ. I bring this up as an example because not not necessarily because it's so common in the counseling room that we're talking about body image. Certainly that does come up with some of the women that I have counseled. But because I think this is an example that we can all resonate with. We all know the feeling, the experience of looking in the mirror and a thought pops in our head that does not make us feel good. A thought pops in our head that is critical or judgmental or grumbling. And if that has ever happened to you, whether it's with body image or anything else, that is the experience that we are going to be talking about today, how to recognize those thoughts that pop in our head and are not helpful, not holy, not good, not obedient to Christ, and how to deal with those thoughts, to take them captive, to change them, and make them obedient to Christ, as the scriptures say. So I just I just want to give that example so we kind of know what we're talking about. Most of us can relate with that experience of having a negative thought about our bodies. And if we don't deal with it, those thoughts tend to grow and multiply. And all of a sudden, they're having a huge influence on our lives. But before we dive into The scripture verse here that I want us to look at and the action steps for how to take our thoughts captive to Christ. I want to give a quick disclaimer because I am a counselor. I'm a licensed counselor in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast is not therapy. And I know sometimes as we talk about our thought life and the negative thoughts that we sometimes get stuck in, Um, that's something a lot of people come to counseling for. And so I don't want you to think this podcast is personal advice to your situation. And I want you to be aware that there is a link in the show notes to a page on the website, loveyourpeoplewell.com, that that kind of provides an outline about what is counseling, when might counseling be helpful, how to connect with a good counselor. So if if that's something you're thinking about, I would encourage you to check out that link, um, that page on the website. With that in mind... I want us to start by digging into the scriptures here because a lot of us have heard this verse, take every thought captive, or sorry, technically it says, take every thought and make it obedient to Christ. This is from 2 Corinthians verse 10. But I want us to think about this in context because it is rarely helpful when we read the Bible to read one verse and to think that we can come to a bunch of conclusions just from that verse. We need to read it in the context. The context here, I'm going to start in verse 3. Of chapter 10 it says for though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ the context here is really helpful because so many women who I talk with, they hear that phrase, you know, make your, take your thoughts captive, make your thoughts obedient to Christ. And they think I need to do this. I need to have better control over my thoughts. I need to take action. 
we think that we need to act out of our own strength and our own willpower to change our thoughts. And it is true that God ha- expects us to kind of to do our part. He expects us to, to take action when he tells us to. But what we see here in the context of this verse is the reality that we are tempted to live life as the world. We're tempted to think the thoughts that the world tells us are true, to wage war as the world does, as it says in verse 3. But that's not how we live as Christians. The way that we change our thoughts is by the divine power that God gives us. As soon as we give our lives to Jesus, he comes and lives in us. We have the Holy Spirit. And anything in this world, including our thoughts, the things that we sometimes think or even start to believe, anything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, as it says in verse 5, is something that we need to fight back against. The Holy Spirit is already fighting back against that. The Holy Spirit never lies, never gets confused, only stands up for what is true about God. And so the more that we live by the fruit of the Spirit, the more that we live by the Holy Spirit in us, the better able we will be to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So I wanted us to start with that scriptural understanding that God is not telling us here, just try harder. He's not telling us just work smarter. Manage your thought life, Jessica, get it together. That's not what God is saying. He's saying we don't have to live like the world lives because we have a divine power within us who fights our fights. The Holy Spirit is the one who equips us and leads us to take our thoughts captive to Christ. So with that in mind, that leads us directly to action step number one, knowing Christ. The better you know Christ, the deeper your knowledge of him, your intimacy with him, your relationship with him, the better that you understand who he is, the better able you will be to take your thoughts captive to him because it will be much more obvious to you if a thought is popping in your head that is not holy, a thought that is not of God, that is not true and good and beautiful. So the number one way that you can improve your thought life, that you can manage the the grumbling and the lies and the negativity is to go deeper with the Lord. And if you struggle with this, my friend, you can get a free resource from loveyourpeoplewell.com, the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. It will help you build a daily habit of time with God in his word and in prayer. These spiritual disciplines help us take every thought captive to Christ. Action step number two, we need to recognize truth and lies because we are in the world. Yes, we're surrounded by messages from the world, but we're called to live and think differently from the world. The reality is we will not be able to take our thoughts captive to Christ if we don't even realize when our thoughts are not captive to Christ. If we accept our thoughts as truth, even when they're not, we are going to ultimately going to fail unless the Holy Spirit does a huge intervention and like knocks us over the head. But How do we recognize truth and lies? How do we live in the world, but not 
think like the world, not wage war as the world does, as 2 Corinthians says in chapter 10, verse 3. The number one thing that I would encourage you to think about is your media consumption. If you're on TikTok, Snapchat, you're watching TV shows, you're listening to music, you're watching movies, you're making sure you're up on the news, all of these different things from social media to news to entertainment, it's telling us messages. It's telling us what the world believes is true. And sometimes through common grace, it's telling us good things that are true. But so many times it's falling short and it's actually telling us lies. And so if we are intentional about the media that we consume and we actually evaluate the messages that we are receiving from the culture, from our media, and we compare that against scripture, that will help us to start to understand what is true and what is false. So make sure that you are not just absorbing the messages around you, but that you're actually evaluating them. Action step number three, when you notice a thought popping up that is not healthy, not holy, uh, basically a thought that is not Christ-like, a thought that discourages you, a thought that is upsetting to you, stop that thought in its tracks and ask some questions about it. It might be that that thought is true. It might be a conviction from the Holy Spirit. It might be um, a revelation from the Lord that you've been believing something that is not true. It might be a reminder of something uncomfortable that you actually do need to deal with. I'm not saying every thought that is uncomfortable or makes us feel discouraged is a bad thought, is a thought we need to take captive to Christ. I'm saying that we need to be willing to pause and evaluate honestly invite the Holy Spirit into that moment. So when you notice a thought popping up that makes you feel a certain way, makes you feel anxious, makes you feel um, less than, makes you feel discouraged, or a thought that is a message from the world, from your social media or whatever it might be, pause and tell yourself out loud, if you must, that you need to actually evaluate this thought. And when you first do this, this will take some time and some effort. But this is especially powerful when it's a thought that pops up often. So if we think back to the example that I gave early on about how frequently women think about their body, their appearance, their their body image, if you frequently have a thought pop up that's something like, I'm ugly, I'm not attractive, I really hate my fill-in-the-blank body part. If that thought is popping up a lot, that's a good one to say, hey, pause, let me find time. Maybe it's during my prayer time with the Lord. Write down the thought, put it into words and onto paper, because sometimes that helps us even there. We see it in writing and we're like, ooh, that's not true or that's not good. Write down the thought and then ask yourself some questions about that thought to try to evaluate and understand Is this a thought that is obedient to Christ, that is true of God, that is going to be helpful to me in some way? Or is this a thought where I need to move into action step number four, which is replacing that lie with truth? So some questions that you might ask about the thoughts popping into your head. Questions like, where have I heard this before? Why am I thinking this? Is there evidence that this thought is true? 
Is there evidence that this thought is not true? Why do I believe this? You're just trying to pause, make sure that that thought is is tangible and real, that you can write it down and evaluate it. Evaluate the truth and the falsity in the thought. This is, again, particularly helpful if it's a thought that pops up often and that takes us down a negative or dangerous road. Those are the thoughts that are most important that we take captive and make them obedient to Christ. And as I already said, it might be that you evaluate that thought and you realize that is a conviction of the Holy Spirit. There are times as women when we think about our body and, you know, the Lord might be saying, you're living an unhealthy lifestyle and I want better for you. That doesn't, that's not telling us what necessarily we need to do, what we need to change, but it's not like every negative thought is inherently bad. It really boils down to, is this thought true? And is this thought of God? Is it something that's going to point me closer to God, help me live more fully for God? And if the answer is no, then that is the thought we need to make obedient to Christ. And the way that we do that is with action step number four, replace the lie with truth. If you evaluate that thought and you wind up thinking it's not true, Think about our body image. Okay, I might genuinely hate my hair or whatever, whatever part of your body you have, you struggle with. You might, it might be true. I don't like it. It's not what I want. I want it to be curly and it's straight. I want it to be straight and it's curly. You know, we all have issues with whatever. So it might be true, but if it is not also healthy, holy, if I have a lot of emotional baggage around that thought, If it's not a thought that draws me closer to the Lord and helps me live more fully for him, then something needs to change. And so that is a point to, again, invite in the Holy Spirit, because this is not about your willpower or your strength. It's about asking the Holy Spirit to help you replace that lie or that unhelpful thought with truth. And You know, I said in step three, write down the thought that you're evaluating. And at this point, I would say write down your new replacement thought. What is true within this context? What is a replacement thought that is true of Christ and that points you in his direction, in the right direction? It might be something like telling yourselves, in that moment, okay, yes, I feel like X, but I know that Y is what's true. That might be something we hear from uh, from media that we're saying, okay, I acknowledge at this point, the media tells me, sleep with whoever you want to sleep with, live with your boyfriend, it doesn't matter, oh, you're not happy in your marriage, just get divorced, seek your own happiness. That is a message we hear from our culture. It might be really tempting. You're having a fight with your husband, that thought might pop in your head. You know what? I could just leave. Well, it is true. You could leave. But it is even more true that that's not what God wants. God does not want us to simply seek our own happiness in every situation. So you might need to tell yourself at that moment, your replacement thought might be, I feel like leaving. I am not happy. It's okay to acknowledge that. But then you're going to want to add a closer on that sentence to say, but I'm going to lean into the Lord or but I'm going to focus on the wonderful parts of my marriage today. 
you're acknowledging where you're at today. If it's an emotional experience, you know, we're not trying to pretend everything is great. We're happy. Thanks, God. We want to be real about life. But we don't want to pretend that our thoughts control what we should or shouldn't do. And so that that's just an example that you might have this thought popping up. I don't like this. I'm unhappy. I could just leave. And you want to replace that thought with, I don't like this. I'm not happy. I could just leave, but I'm committed to Jesus Christ. And therefore, I'm going to you know, fill in the blank some way that you can invest in your marriage or shift your focus. Maybe you need to seek marriage counseling. I'm not saying that that's an easy thing at that moment. But I am saying that if you let yourself have that thought day in and day out, it's going to be so much easier to act on that thought instead of acting according to what you know is true of God. If we go back to the example of women and how we think about our bodies, it might be true that you are overweight. That's a reality for a lot of women. It does not mean that you are are good or bad. It does not mean that you are worthy or unworthy. It might simply mean that replacement thought might be, I feel ugly because I'm overweight. Let's acknowledge the thought. But I am made in the image of God. I am beloved of the Holy Heavenly Father, the one who manages the universe. We want to acknowledge the thought that's popping up. I feel ugly. I feel fat, whatever the thought might be. And then we're setting it aside and we're replacing it. So that the more we do this, you know, I know the the automatic thoughts, they pop up. You look in the mirror and the thought, boom, it's there in your head. But the more that we practice this, the more that we say, wait, pause, maybe we even say it out loud, looking in the mirror, pause, that is not true, or that is not good, or that is not helpful. Holy Spirit, remind me of my worth in you. Remind me of my identity in Christ. And then we say out loud, God created me. I am beautiful. He loves me. I am worthy or whatever the replacement thought is. You want it to be true. You want that thought to be grounded in scripture. You want it to point you closer and closer to God. And again, this example about our thoughts about our bodies, that's just an example. You have thoughts all the time about your relationships. You have thoughts about other people in your life, those kind of automatic thoughts that pop into our head. It's the same action steps, regardless of the context, to press into the Lord, to have deep wisdom from him, to deepen our knowledge with him, our relationship with him, to recognize truth and lies, to be intentional about what we allow into our life because it's going to shape how we think, to notice those negative thoughts and stop, write it down, Put it, put it into words and ask some questions to actually evaluate the thought. And then if that thought is not true, if that thought needs to be captive to Christ, needs to be obedient to Christ, identify through prayer with the Holy Spirit, identify a replacement thought, something that is true, something that is good, something that points you closer to Christ. And at that point, what I often recommend for folks in the counseling room is to write down that replacement thought on a post-it note or an index card, have it already written out so that when that negative thought pops up, because that tends to be what they do, 
it's a habit in our brains. And we have this experience, we look in the mirror or whatever it is, our husband is late coming home from work and boom, the same thought pops up in our head. He's so inconsiderate. Why didn't he call or whatever the negative thought might be? And it might be true. Okay, yes, he's late coming home from work. Okay, yes, he did not call. That does not automatically mean that he's insensitive and that he's trying to hurt you. So identify that replacement thought and write it down so that in the moment when it just pops in your head, you don't have to go through all these steps. You don't have to evaluate every single time. You've already decided this thought is not of God. And you can just pull out your replacement thought, read it, say it out loud. The more that you do that, you're changing that habit in your brain so that over time, it'll be less and less likely that the lie, the negative thought will pop up and more and more likely that the true, good, holy, helpful thought will pop up instead. So these four action steps, my friends, are how we take our thoughts captive to Christ. We know him, we deepen our relationship with him, We recognize the lies of the world. We stop in our tracks when we notice that negative thought, ask some questions about it, evaluate it, and we identify a replacement thought, something that is true to Christ, is obedient to Christ. I'm not saying, my friend, that this is easy, but I am saying that it is worthwhile. If there is a negative thought popping up in your head on a regular basis, hit the pause button, (laughs) jot down these four steps, walk through them, and then write out that replacement thought, paste it all over your house, all over your bathroom, all over wherever it might be, and remind yourself day in and day out of the things that are true in Christ. Hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.